0: You're listening to Chunk Tumble from Two Chunks and Ark. claws and gnashing teeth, eyes that burn with hell's heat. Climbing to the world above to drink their fill of human blood. Listener, make your final stand, for the hour of monsters is at hand. You can't hide and you can't flee. The creatures of Chunktober 3.
1: Two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm your hunk. Yeah, we, oh, who? My fault. You are a
2: hunk. My fault. I knew that. My fault. my fault. My fault. I'm Doge, and uh, my teeth have begun to fall out. The medicine cabinet is now the uh, the hunk museum of natural history. Uh, and I'm Carter, and... Are you a hunk
1: builder or something? Yeah, I... Build hunks, take them apart, and put them back together again.
2: <laughs> Why are we it? Because we're five.
1: We're You're five. five. We're, this, we're this. We're this. We're this many old, and we did it. I don't want to be too sentimental here, mm, but I was just—we go. we just got fresh off of our mini Monday recording. And our last 30 seconds were moments that well before two chunks, (laughs) I wished I could bottle up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now that we do get to catch them and then just share them, I don't even need feedback from other people, but then we get feedback from other people that enjoyed it too. It feels feels like we're game sharking our way (laughs) through... Through life right now with two chunks and a hunk, and I cannot believe that it is five years. Isn't that wild? I cannot believe that it is five years. It's too many. It's too many years. Completely, completely bonkers. Look at us Here now. Is, look at us now. Look at us. Look at us, look look us, at now. At us now. So I mean, we're talking. We're talking for sure. We're definitely talking. TT 22 on our own most of the time. Yeah, huh? that's true. From what I understand, been eating solid food for days, for years my own shoes half the time. Lots of teeth. Good amounts of teeth. Only call my teacher mom once a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. Sometimes I don't even have to look at the matching animals to put the same shoes on. That's super cute.
1: When nice. I was in a kindergarten, snack time at kindergarten frequently consisted of just standard issue animal crackers or the like, um, I don't remember if it's Keebler or who makes them, but like the tall, long, rectangular crackers. Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I just talked about this. I hope it wasn't on this podcast. I don't think so. We, There's we, no way to know, honestly. That's fair. We we used to dunk them in water like you would dunk Oreos in milk because we thought that it made them better. Okay. Who's
2: we? I mean, basically the entire kindergarten class. And I remember, a did girl you have like a talking shell that you would pass around? You, where you have a lot of distaste for a kid named Piggy? Maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: No, we just dunked crackers. He's calling, he's calling you savage. No, I got it. I got the Lord of the Flies. He's calling you. Uh, he's calling you savage. No, but there, I remember there was a girl that snipped with scissors the skin between her fingers, like the webbed skin between her fingers, because she was like. Basically just like, I wonder if that'll cut. And then uh, she was very unhappy about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she did it
2: probably sucks at swimming now too. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: so slow. Dang, can't even swim though. She's so slow in the water. Can't even swim. She has no hydrodynamics to her She's got to like, when she wears like plastic, like rubber gloves, she's got to tuck them in, dude. That's weird. <laughs> No, that and, you know,
2: hey, that's and that's what real body horror is all about. That Dang, is, uh, speaking yeah, I of body horror, word.
1: we are continuing oh our Chunktober Lord. three Sweet creature creature series. Oh, with, I, uh, is this our first body horror as a podcast? Yeah, probably. So exciting! I don't remember these feelings as much. We have past. another one. We have another one later in this same series. So, boys, prepare yourselves. But this yeah. time, we're talking about. That old chestnut, David Cronenberg, Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, you know it, I know it. It's our favorite common insect. It's called The, the fly. fly. And I need a synopsis S T A T
2: D O Z. Wow. Hey, lucky for you. I E R. There's not only those ten letters in this, but also several others. Ooh! This week's IMDb synopsis was written by Johnny Dash the Dash Film Dash Sentinel Two One oh. Eight Seven. Oh, Johnny the Dash? J- Wait, Johnny the Sentinel? Johnny the f- the move the movie Sentinel the film Fil- Sentinel the film Sentinel. That's actually my Johnny. solo podcast that I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand I'm working on for myself. <laughs>
1: Every hundred years, you can celebrate the film sentinel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why
1: was that an old prospector? I don't know. I was like, who doesn't know well, where he's it's the last? Well. He's the
2: last one who saw a sentinel come and go. Mm-hmm. He's been guarding the tomb where the film sentinel will rise every one hundred years. Now he can rest. That I am awakened on the earth. <laughs> an eccentric scientist changes the world with his teleportation technology. When his experiment seems to be going well, Dr. Seth Brundle tests his machine on himself and he gets fused with the worst kind of pest on planet Earth. The know, that's fly. Not true. That's not What true, is the price true. of a man playing God? Only Seth knows. Your fu- falls off. Which it was. Only Seth knows is also my favorite Beach Boy song. <laughs> Only Seth, Only knows, Seth knows,
1: knows what happens when you turn to a fly. Yeah. yeah. Super dump. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my super dump is when it's all said and done, the final showdown, and Gina Davis is saved by her boyfriend, I, or her ex boyfriend, I hate him, and he's a bad person. And he seems (laughs) abusive and manipulative and grody. And I don't care for him. And I hate that I have to root for him for even one second. And I was excited when his hand got burnt off. But then I realized he was one of the only things that could stop this. And then I was like, dang, that sucks that he's got to do a good thing. And I hate him. So my super dump is that this movie made me root for Stathis Borans, who is the name of her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, he was incredibly lewd. Yeah, boo. Vile. Hiss. But d- <clears throat> don't you think we were supposed to not like him though? For sure. Right? I'm, my okay. super dump is not that he's in the movie, nor is it that I didn't like him. My super dump is that I had to root for him at some point, and I don't mm. care for that. You super, Your super dump is that it was My super dump is Ritten that well. we made him so— No. Nope. My super dump is that we made him so yucky— That I would have rather Gina Davis die than to rely on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is definitely, it is a tragedy. Like we talked about, we haven't done tons of body hoarder. hoarder? Tons of body horror. We haven't done too much tragedy. Like even Nomadland had like hope. (laughs) Yeah, But it was like, I just felt like, I'm not going to say the fly in Cronenberg is anything close to Shakespeare. But at the end, I was like, (laughs) man, what a bummer. Yeah. This is so sad. I like the part where he was like, to buzz or not to buzz. To buzz or not to buzz. Did I tell you my dad used to do stand-up? And he would do uh, current characters of the time playing uh, Shakespeare roles. So his Macbeth was Jimmy Carter. And he does the, the final monologue of Macbeth as Jimmy it's Carter. Jimmy Carter. Oh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty, good bit. pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty really fun. good. I appreciate that bit quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. No, that is, I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe the, one of the only things that doesn't work for me in this whole movie. Yeah. I found this movie disturbingly delightful. Yeah. Yeah. I was taken in yeah. by Mr. Goldblum himself. Yeah. I was like, do you, do you think you don't, get the delight if the choice wasn't to take a shot on Jeff Gold. For sure. For sure he's a major yeah. player here. He's got that uh, thing. I don't know. like He's got like an X factor to him that adds a layer of likability to every character he plays. Yeah. My super pump and I think what made this such a different experience for me. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, we'll talk about the, the one for one batting a thousand of, of getting nominated for one Oscar and winning that Oscar which was the makeup artist. But Uh, choosing Jeff Goldblum to play uh, Dr. Brundle. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my super pump in that this movie is such a unique experience in that you're so sad for the lead. Because he in, you know, he's the antithesis of Bad Boyfriend in that outside of being somewhat of a hermit and just really into his work, like he doesn't even that's not a flaw. Like he doesn't seem like a bad person at all. It's just awful, awful luck. And it makes the whole experience so sad and so memorable. And in that, it's kind of a weird super pump. But my super pump is the fact that Seth Brundle is such a good person pre-teleporting. Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's your super dump. That's my super pump. That's your super pump. Okay. Yeah, I love that he's yeah. a, he's a great person and that it just ends up happening. Like the invisible man is transformed. He is already bad. Yeah, he's, he's already a bad an person. awful awful person. Right. So a lot of times we'll see that like it is almost uh you're cursed because it's coming life is coming back to bite you. You deserve this. I think the dynamic of Seth Brundle not deserving any of it is what makes the movie very good to me. Yeah, and I agree. It had to be Jeff Goldblum. Like the fact that it's so sad that he's kind of just joking through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's just trying to bring some light to it, which is feels very much like them just pu- taking off the reins, which I love the risk of that. And just saying like, just do you. Um, but that made it such a unique experience. And this is one of the more unforgettable movies I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. In short, it's a little <laughs> bit all over the place because I'm still processing it. But my super pump is that Seth Brundle is a good person. And I don't yeah. think we get yeah. to- like him and think he's charming pre-teleportation and even at times post without that being the the Jeff Golden Jeff. flavor. Yeah. Right there, there. There is a shortcut in <clears throat> um movies and literature a lot of times. There's a shortcut to tragedy, which is making it happen to or be witnessed by a child because nobody has any problem feeling bad for a child. So um you think of like the Lion King we make sure that we watch Simba watch his dad die. Or at the beginning of something like The Last of Us, we make sure that Sarah is the one who dies, like the young kid. And so like there's this shortcut to tragedy. It's this universal language spoken of life and innocence should not be taken from a young child. That sucks. And so it's this tragedy that we all accept. There is something to be said for a movie taking the harder route and making a tragedy happen to a full-blown adult we have to care about him to care about what's happening to him. Which is why we spend the first 40 minutes of this movie just establishing who he is, that he's fun and funny and flirty and goofy and open to change and open to meeting somebody and kind of being swept off of his feet by someone. Like, he's just sort of this like, introverted nerd who Mm -hmm. would love to branch out but just doesn't and then does and you can get excited for him and he starts to build relationships and then when it finally happens we're not just like oh who's this doctor who
2: accidentally became a fly right we watch and go dang dude he was cool he had a lot going for him which is I mean I think that fits into Cronenberg's whole view of this movie because he's like this is the story of somebody who contracts a terminal disease and in the end their lover helps them end their suffering. Yep. Yeah. And he was like that movie could be a drama and it would never get made. Nobody would ever greenlight that movie because that is too dark and it's too just like sticky of a topic. Uh but when you cast it as it's not a disease, he's been merged with a fly through no fault of his own, suddenly it's a sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. And people and it gets made, but like that's telling in the way that he even thinks of this is that the the flyanization, the flyification of Jeff Goldblum uh, is not it's is not a curse. You know what I mean. It's not like a a payment for hubris in mm-hmm. the same way that the dinosaur is breaking out of Jurassic Park is. It is just a disease. It just happens. He's just is somebody sick who did He's yeah. just there. Yeah. Yeah. What a and this
1: has kind of been a theme. We're only on our our second episode of Chunktober, but the just the canvas that the horror genre can be. It is just so multifaceted. Like there's yep. so much that we can do and have a, a kind of lens. Like, I think, I only thought of that, Doge, because you said, Cronenberg was like, that can't be a drama. That can't be just a straight yeah. drama. It needs to be this. It needs to be horror. And it also gets me like, the great thing about Chunktober is, a lot of the movies that we're doing are like 80s, 90s. Like, they're older things that I might not have seen, especially this year. And there were masters then. It's just kind of, I feel like my introduction to horror has been a lot of the masters now. And I'm really excited. Right. For yeah, that. for sure. I think uh, from 30 to 50, Carter's going to see 800% more horror movies in theaters yeah. than before I was 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's because I'm just down for the story. Yeah. Well, and like we now have, not to not to drone on and make the same point, but like, like you're talking about, we have people now who are making these incredible horror movies who have these brilliant, brilliant minds. But like, We also had John Carpenter and Wes Craven and David Cronenberg and Ridley Scott. Like we had these people who had these sort of unique and uniquely skewed ideas that were able to turn into things like Halloween and The Thing and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like these famous, famous, still influencing the best horror that comes out today. And it's all because- you know and i'm sure there's a precursor before them of somebody just writing weird stuff in a novel that kids would pick up and read like sure. it just goes back and back and back and something that i love is you know we've talked about it before i kind of grew up 50/50 50, 50 on horror um nobody in my family watched it so it was hard for me to get my hands on until like high school when i could watch yeah. it at friends houses but i would watch what you know stuff that came on tv i've always liked it um but i have sort of like this mixed bag of the the older like horror geniuses and the newer ones. And something that is fun is in something like The Fly, there is what I would call, I mean, say what you want about David Cronenberg. I'm not a massive David Cronenberg fan overall, but there is a masterful touch to this movie that only happens with the right person making the right calls. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we stuck to almost entirely practical for Almost everything that happens. Um, the fact that our prosthetics are so good. Is there any CG? I mean, I think it is all practical. Well, yeah. I'm talking I'm not talking about the fly, but things like the actual teleportation is CG with the lightning bolts and all that uh, stuff. So, yeah. Like we
2: we that was this yeah, this motion this visual effects house, that was their first ever motion controlled rig. They shot the scene twice, uh, with the camera like following the exact same motion, and then just when the monkey's supposed to disappear, they just cut to the shot. Yeah. Without the monkey in it. Uh no, it's cool. It's I a mean, cool effect. That's a technique that's used all the time today. And this is one of the first instances of that motion control rig, like getting, basically shooting a clean plate there on set rather than having a rotoscope out the monkey in post. Sure. Yeah. No, that's super cool.
1: I, I, and I think stuff like that is brilliant. Like there, there is so much extra textual that I love about this movie. So much mm-hmm. of the, the process and the way that it holds up still because it was all practical. And um, something I really have grown to appreciate is when an older movie was mixed very well for the sound. Yeah. I find frequently that if it was made before like 1985, I have to use subtitles because all of the
2: art, it just kind of sounds like this, like
1: when they're talking to everybody. And it's like, okay, I really hope I can parse this storyline. <laughs> And this movie's mixed really, really well. The dialogue yeah. is crispy and Yo, clean. It was clearly Howard Shore within the first two minutes. Right? Well, yeah. yeah, that's my super pump. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. I, no, I, I, no, 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 was no, no. Like, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to like just no, you, kill the tease right there. No, you but are But it was good, like, uh, you know, this is my favorite kind of Howard Shore. And th- what a special yeah. gift for me personally. And we'll, Jordan, I'll let you do it. But- like my favorite movie of all time is Sounds of the Lambs and Howard Shore did the soundtrack for that. Yeah. And he does. <clears throat> the funny thing about Howard Shore is I think it's really hard because um, with other composers, and y'all might have to help me here because y'all are way better with your ears and stuff. But like, uh, who did Pirates? Like it's not as... Howard Shore stuff isn't, isn't the most familiar yeah. sometimes. Granted, he's done plenty of movies where you could like sing it back to somebody. Sure, yeah. Whether you have a trained ear or not. But definitely for the, when he's using these horror elements like *Sounds of the Lambs and The Fly, it's like, you know the part when he was like, Whee. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but it's effective. Dude, that one song where it's like, Whoa! No, there's something I just love the soundtrack for this movie. That's really what it boils down to. It's my super pump. I wanted to, I wanted it to be the effects, but by the end, it was just the soundtrack. It's almost noir-y in some ways. So it's many like the shots are the hall of his apartment. You become yeah. a man. Or a warehouse wherever he lives. I don't even know if anyone else lives there. What a wonderful set. But yeah, to have that too, and just yeah. kind of these recurring themes. Yeah. No, so oh, I just, small. Howard Short's soundtrack, I think, is um fun and sets the right tone. It's not so scary that you can't breathe, but it's not like lighthearted and goofy either. It's this perfect middle ground, this tone setter for the entire movie that the soundtrack in The Fly tells you how to feel about every scene. The music tells you, you should be feeling this right now. And I really, really like that. The dread of the small moments Mm -hmm. makes great horror for Mm -hmm. me. When he's reading from the computer, what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And even to see, like we talk about like the computer, quote unquote, like mother of alien. It's very simple. It's so funny to see the 80s view of futuristic technology. What would an advanced computer look like? What would it look yeah. like? That's clearly off, but there is still something that it's not like, oh, you, you don't have enough time to just be like, wow, that's dated. Because right. it's still, yeah. it's still right. a good tool. It's still doing what it's supposed to do in 2022. If it's so I fun. Speaking of sound great soundtrack moments in this movie, if after the maggot baby scene- Oh, bro, I have a story for y'all on that. I could have sewn yuck. all of my holes shut. Every Whoa. single hole in my body I could sew, sew shut and be happier than I was before I saw that scene. Can yuck. I tell you my experience? Can I take a moment Ugh. here and paint a picture yeah. for you? This past weekend was uh, my younger brother-in-law, Nolan. His 30th, uh, it was a surprise birthday party- Star Wars-themed, 30th birthday. And Chelsea bakes cakes very often. Uh, And this cake was an Oreo cake. It's basically, all elements are Oreo, but it's made to taste like a giant Oreo. And then it had a uh, mirror glaze
0: on top, which is like
1: when you have that shininess, but she made it look like a galaxy, you know, take a brush with some white food coloring and make little stars and stuff. It was super cool. Anyways, the process, because we have to ship this down to the woodlands, but bake it here. She bakes her layers, puts those in the freezer. She makes all of the icing, which is white, uh, mostly white with some little specks of Oreo. And then the process then is to wrap it in saran wrap and put it in the fridge. And it ends up being about two and a half feet long uh, and about six to eight inches wide of just this mass. I had needed a break to get water or some drink from the fridge after that very scene. Of the the, yeah. larva, the larva birth. And I opened yeah. the fridge and I fell down. Because <laughs> on the shelf was that… It looked like it was in my fridge. It was that baby. It was this wrapped <laughs> icing.
2: I… Uh, that's Cronenberg holding it, right? Yeah. No, no, no. No, that's him. Cronen- he's, he's the gynecologist that they go see in the middle of the night. Uh, Is that also him holding that there?
1: I don't know. But dude… That's someone who knows that they have some kind of control. Yeah. Yes. Cronenberg yeah. to do that because you don't pick maggot baby. Yeah. Willy also, nilly. The fly. <laughs> the fly is to the point, and Cronenberg's career is to the point to where it's like you're expecting things like that to not be a dream. Yeah, I, I was yeah, fully for sure. ready for that to be real, and then she woke up, and I'm like, that's actually more terrifying than it being real. Can you imagine? Now you understand her panic of like, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it, it out. Yes. With not any idea of what's
2: in, oh, uh, works the same way that that uh, <sighs> the same kind of horror of Alien, uh, where it's just like something like oh, and there's the scary, th- there's the scary thing out there, but but the scary thing is inside me now. Yeah, uh, that's it- I think the most effective scene in Prometheus is a similar situation where she goes into that. Have you guys seen Prometheus? Yeah. Yes. I feel like it is not a worthy sequel slash prequel to Alien, except for the one scene of the thing is inside me get it out of me get it out of me get it out of me. Or it a surgery on herself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yikes.
1: No, that's a good yikes. scene.
2: I think Fast is pretty
1: good in Prometheus actually. Fast I enjoyed Vendor Prometheus underutilized in Prometheus, but I didn't necessarily enjoy it as a you're right, as a prequel. Yeah. I think I right. a it's, it's, yeah. it's a fun it's a standalone, standalone thing. scary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and always you just run 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 uh run right, friend. Just run to the, run the side, left, Charlize.
2: Right. Turn a corner, Charlize. You
1: know, we've seen Stark's fall to that. We've seen We've just seen just we've seen fictional lawyers inside of uh, in-cell VR helmets yeah. fall victim to yeah. not knowing they can change yeah. direction instead yeah, of just, just go straight. Is he <laughs> well, exactly. a doctor. I'm sorry, not a lawyer. A doctor. The disrespect that I've just leveled. They're
2: the same. I think they're the same. At this thing. virtual Honestly, reality, you man. can't prove to me they aren't.
1: All a doctor
2: is, is a lawyer for your body. And I've always said wow. that. Body lawyer. Wow. And all a lawyer is, is a doctor for people's reputations. Mm. That's Dang. it. Wow. Mind blown. Wow. Come for the fly. Stay for the truth bombs. Dang. So you, you, can't even view, you don't blah, even blah, want blah, to blah, blah, to blah, this. Wow. I'm make blah, sense. Blah. We've had that for five years. Yeah. <laughs> We've been saying <laughs> that been so confused. for so long.
1: <laughs> Everybody was like, what does that mean? I was like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It means something later. Time isn't flat like you think it is. It wasn't appropriate. It'll mean something later. (laughs) Speaking of things that are only going to mean something later, it is time (laughs) for shout (laughs) announcements. It
2: works.
1: (laughs) When I say shout, you say announcements. Shout. Announcements. Announcements. Okay. It's time for shout (laughs) (laughs) announcements. Okay. Yeah. Next week, part three yes. of Chunktober 3, Creature yes. Creatures, is Wonderful. going to be, honestly, I'm very, very pumped about this. This is uh, a movie we've never seen, collectively. Yeah. Bong Joon-ho's uh, The Host. Bong Joon-ho's. It's got, I,
2: dang it, I was about to say
1: that. It's got great ratings, seems to got, seems to got quite a bit of heat. Yeah. Seems
2: to like got quite a bit of heat on host, the host starting next week. Do <laughs> you know what else has heat? Steam heat, that is coming straight off your phone mm. screen.
1: If you subscribe to our Patreon, don't you love yes. us? Don't you yeah. want more? Look, Prove bonus it. episodes. market. Extra vote in votes. That's an extra pay one, up, bro. Y'all have it's not paid. Easy. easy, I know. We got a whole in my soul because easy. you still have not seen Sheely and. Don't forget, second tier of Patreon, Discord Access. Get in there with us, chop it up, talk with your homies. You're gonna love
2: it. It's time to get Discord. back. Discord. Discord, chop it up.
1: We can probably just cut that in poster. Like the Doge no, thing. I at think the the we'll end. Leave I think it. the Doge think thing will end, it. We could probably just cut. Also, don't forget to rate and review if you get the chance. Get a, get on over to Spotify. Bring it on into Omeletteville. Head on over to iTunes. Rate and review. Tell your friends about us. Spiderfy. More like Omeletteville? Watch SNL once.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency,
2: or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Can I super pump? Yeah! Can super pump? Can I super pump? Can I super pump? Uh, super pump, Prince Durin. <laughs> I think that my super pump is going to have to be creature effects Yeah, it's movie. yuck. I'm oh glad somebody my goodness. Up. Oh my goodness. I'm glad somebody uh, You guys it. saw that. Uh, so our, our, our makeup designer, special effects supervisor team, was the first thing listed in the credits of this movie. How thoughtful this, does Cronenberg seem screened. as a movie maker.
1: Yeah, very, very thoughtful. I don't think anything happens in a Cronenberg flick that is not
2: intentional. At the first screening of this movie, people stood up and applauded when- the special effects team came on the screen. Yeah. That name, the credits. Yeah, they should. Because that is what makes this movie. Oh, absolutely. It is the, it is the best prosthetic work. And by that, I mean the very worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, Our, our inside out baboon that took three puppeteers. There was two puppeteers moving it and one was squirting, squirting blood. Uh I was eating dinner while I watched this and my dinner was barbecue chicken thighs so uh <laughs> 0 out of 10 would not recommend eating some saucy wet meat while you watch a baboon get turned inside out. I had a uh, street corn. I had some elote. Yeah, no. It was like kind of creamy like the pus that keeps coming out of his fingers. Uh-huh. I did have a peanut
1: butter and jelly
2: but the like get out on the of window. Here, Yuck.
1: Please, Yuck. No, it please is like
2: don't. All of the actual body horror is so terrible. It is awful <laughs> to when, watch.
1: When Jeff Goldblum's people eyes give way to the fly eyes behind. Yeah. Bro. I Yuck. wanted to die. Dude, I didn't <laughs> know there was another transformation left. And Yuck. he, like, when <laughs> Gina Davis is like, get away from me. That's all of your jaw in my hand. I'm like, what does Yuck. that mean? Oh. Uh- like I just I couldn't. Can you so, imagine to his in nineteen eighty six to see this in theaters with your friends? Oh my god! When nobody knows what's coming, and the only reference we have is like a late forties black and white Vincent and, Price movie. Yeah, and people just say, "Help yeah. me, help me." Yeah. No, thank you. Yike!
0: Did
1: Did his peeper fall off? It did. Mm-hmm. It was in.
2: It was definite. Yeah. Definite.
1: It was in the cabinet, right?
2: It was definite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't got a peeper. Disturbing body horror to you in the fly. Uh, ear fall off was pretty bad. Uh, Gina Davis also did not know ear fall off in that scene. That. that is Gina Davis's real reaction to her friend Jeff's ear fall off boyfriend at the time.
1: Yeah. If anyone, I could never watch somebody pull their t- uh, fingernails off again. That'd that was the worst part, that. part for me. Jordan. I would be okay yeah, with that awful. if that never happened again. Awful. And then, and then, yeah. Just the the pussiness underneath.
2: Ugh. Yeah, the fingernail scene did bad. make did make me realize that two of my very favorite movies owe an unpayable debt to Cronenberg's The Fly, and that would be Sam Raimi's Spider Man, because it's the way that Sam Raimi approached that was just like, what if the fly happened, but it was good? Mm. Yeah, basically. And, I mean, it is exactly like really, really incorporates the body horror into that. And I think we talked about that last year when we watched Spider-Man. Like, that is weirdly more body horror than I remember. Uh-huh. And now, especially after watching The Fly, I'm like, oh, he just kind of did that. But what Low if that's behold. how Spider-Man happened? Yeah. Uh, and then District 9. Yeah. Pulling mm-hmm. the fingernails off, mm. pulling the teeth out was very District 9. Yeah. That's it, dude. I had a, I had a vibe that I couldn't quite place, but it's definitely District yeah. 9. Yep. I think that's the only other time I've seen somebody pull multiple fingernails off.
1: On, on the, them the theme bathroom, of- sink.
2: Uh, the genius
1: theme of being like Sam Raimi saying, let's do the fly, but good. My super dump. Good as in happy. Yeah, Not yeah, good yeah, as yeah. in quality. Yeah. My super dump is in Spider-Man when, um, no, my super dump is, <laughs> we're going through the process of finding out that we're strong. Nay, acrobatic.
2: Hmm.
1: And there is a three and a half minute scene of Brundle doing gymnastics, yeah, that is wonderfully eighties because of his sweaty tan bod. It felt like it should have been like he's a maniac, maniac on the floor.
0: Instead,
1: <laughs> I think there's hardly any music here yeah. because I remember right. hearing kind of grunts and pants and just the sound of hands on a metal bar, just like yeah. Bung. The wildest thing is that, nice
2: that like, Gina Davis wakes up out of a dead sleep to walk in and see her scientist boyfriend flipping around a bar and she's just like, yeah, I'll probably sit and watch. Yeah. Mm, okay. I'm not going to be like, this is weird.
1: Caleb oh, brought up that fine. Gina Davis's character has never known a healthy relationship in her entire life. She nope. dated her nah. boss who was her professor and now she's dating the
2: man she was supposed to be interviewing for a big work piece. So she's got some boundary issues. Yep. Yeah, the relational dynamics just all around between everybody is pretty. Well, it's, gross. A th- it's a yeah. three. It's a three and a half person cast because Tawny's only in it for like eight
1: seconds. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. I I have a I have a thought experiment. Okay. Hmm. Would you rather become the fly, or have to one on one fight the fly? one on one fight? Dude, think about one what on you're saying. Fight. He I is would fight, so dude. strong. I, I don't want to become one one the on one fly, fight. dude. I don't I would also one-on-one on one fight, but
2: I'm just saying you're really shooting from the hip here, and that means you got to touch. And that's exactly and that's exactly what I would do. and that fly doesn't want to catch my hand where my hip be, yeah? You got to touch all shoot from that the stuff.
1: Oh, what a ooh.
2: But or you have to be all that stuff? Yeah,
1: but it's different, dude. It's different. No. No, him crawling, crawling on no. the wall was, just, he, was very effective. When somebody's stinky, it bothers me.
2: When I'm yeah. stinky, it does not bother me. <laughs> Same with teeth. When I pull somebody else's teeth out, hate it. I pull my teeth out, I'm like, I'm just this saying. This has been this a blast. It. This is what I I'm, I'm just love. saying.
1: Something something that I think is important is that his dang peeper fell off, dude. Yeah, that is a bummer. <laughs> so that's it why I could off. never do it. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Those are my favorite sound mixes. (laughs) No, I I got it. (laughs) Was when it was just like, he's kind of standing there. We've got like shoulders up and then we Yeah. Oh, do you remember when we broke that dude's hand in an arm wrestling match? Because I don't want to see that ever again. (laughs) Yikes. That was a yikes for sure. The scariest thing in a movie like this that can happen, like the most like visceral reaction you're going to get out of me is when someone, so the scene where Gina Davis is like gently like caressing 40% 40% transformed Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and being supportive. That is one of the hardest scenes in the movie to watch to yes. me.
2: Like yeah. watching
1: somebody treat that that's right after his ear
2: falls off. Is it? Right? Is it? Yeah, and he's like he's been yeah, and fine. And his ear falls off and then he's yeah. like I'm scared, help me. I'm scared. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. right.
1: But when 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 sh-
2: when her reaction is
1: genuine concern and tenderness, it's very sweet and I hate it. and, yeah. and yeah. for me I think that's like where body horror starts to become effective for me is putting myself in the shoes of the people that are having to react to it as much as yeah. the person who it is happening yeah. to. Super dump. And I wouldn't have been surprised if we sat here and all agreed that Gina Davis was a super dump because I do think to have her be the person that we have to see reacting to all of this, I think she did great. I think it was heartbreaking. The moments where yeah. she's crying, I felt so
0: sorry for her. Yeah, I think she did a really yeah. great job. She
1: was terrified. Did you mean super she pump? Was so sad. Did mean, huh? Did you mean super pump for Gina Davis? Like it could have sorry, been I'm a meant super just pump. I'm to say super pump. Did I say super pump? Yeah, okay. I, super oh, pump? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was confused because no, no, no. I was like, I don't really like Gina Davis in this movie. No, 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 super <laughs> pump. I wouldn't have been surprised if this was all our super pump. Yeah. Because she, she. Yeah. No, her we reactions can't, are we can't believable talk and harsh. about her. Yeah, and because in, yeah, sad. He's the vessel to make the body horror work. And the thought of her, not the vessel, his final pitch combine with me and you, me, and this child will become essentially one superhuman, the ultimate family all bonded together in one so person. Cler- yeah, so clearly ridiculous of an idea, but he's it's lost a- all hope. Horrific to think about what that would do to the three of them. Yeah. And also, can we talk about how sick it is, both in the that's cool way and the that's disgusting way, how sick it is that his final undoing is accidentally also bonding with yeah. machinery? The telepod, yeah. That now that. all of a sudden we're doing like a, it's almost, um, what's the guy that draws, Geiger. It's almost H.R. geiger yeah. at this point. It's gone with beyond his, like, yeah. body Ugh. horror and has turned into like H.R. geiger uh, Cause his whole thing is organic meets mechanical. That's like his favorite yeah. thing is like, what is it? Is this, <laughs> is this flesh or machine? And mm-hmm. now we bring that into our. Yeah. Gross. Fly related body horror. I just think it's so Gross. brilliant. This would have been an okay movie to kind of spoon feed some environmental changes, uh, uh, in, in a sense of be like, Oh, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, bound to the teleportation device, you know, like say those things out loud. And we get that every now and then, but it does still leave a lot to the audience to be like, hey, you know, one plus one equals this. You know what happened. Yeah. You can find out for yourself. Put it like, together, not good. Yeah. We're also in the mindset of like, nothing good's going to happen the rest of this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it becomes very, very clear, basically from the moment the fly enters into the chamber with him, that his fate
2: is not going to be happy. Can I super dump? Do it then. I think that somehow this one hour and 36 minute movie felt pretty slow for parts of it. Sure. And that may be the burden of knowledge of like, I had never seen this, but I i mean, I know, like everybody knows what happens in this movie. Right, yeah. Right? Uh, and so I think I that- I actually
1: didn't know it was teleportation. Really. Really. I, I don't know what I thought. I, I guess I assumed maybe it was like hoping to find a cure for cancer or something. I didn't know that it maybe was like just Kafka. It just happened. No, that's so different. Are you the person I know that hates Kafka? Yes, Metam- metamorphosis Why? is nothing. And English teachers pretend that it's deep. And he just wrote a story about somebody turning into a cockroach, and it's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and, and I love, I life. love literary
2: devices, but Kafka can suck farts. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I, I thought a know. lot of this movie was pretty slow. I think that there was, I don't know, it's just things like that like athletic training montage, just reading about <laughs> in particular like the things that were cut. Like there's two big scenes that were cut from this movie. Uh, and the first was trying to transport uh, like trying to transport the the baboon again, uh, but like a cat trying to transport two things at once. Mm. Try to transport the baboon and the cat. And the thing that came out the other side was some kind of mixture of baboon and cat. And Jeff Goldblum beats it to death with a crowbar. Uh, And basically test screenings, they were like, hey, at that point, we have no sympathy left for Seth Brundle. Like he just beat this weird animal thing to death with a crowbar. So he's already gone. So they they cut that to preserve, I guess, some sympathy for Seth. Uh, But then they also cut a scene of him like, succumbing to his flyness. He's like on the outside of his it's warehouse sad. building. <laughs> he is, he's folding his hands over and over like that. Uh, and then he sees an old lady uh, in the alley <laughs> beneath him and he jumps down and throws up on her face and melts her face and starts to eat her. And then has a moment of realization of like, oh, what am I becoming? What am I doing? Hmm. Uh, and I just think, man, like let's let's lay it on a little thicker in those areas and we could probably cut like, I don't know. There's just some of the like boring back and forth interpersonal stuff. Maybe we could cut one know. of the sex scenes.
1: Um I think that <laughs> I would get rid of I would I agree with getting rid of monkey cat hybrid being beaten to death with the crowbar. I agree with getting yeah. rid of that. If we want this movie to keep the same vibe, I think that the old woman especially if he does have a realization of like, "Oh my gosh, what have I become?" I think that is very yeah. effective, and we should have kept something like that in this movie, I Right we did I think at the very end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which but, that was yeah. uh, awful yeah. to watch, which is the point, you know, uh, Body horror is such an interesting dynamic because it's like, oh dude, it was terrible. A plus. They really did a great job. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. like, right. Like oh, right. Is, oh. That no, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I never want to watch it again. I hated it. Really you successful. A, you they did see a great yeah, job. Great
2: job. It was incredible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just like beyond a certain point, it's like whatever. Break the break the guy's arm in arm wrestling. So what? Even even things like the hairs on the back, ooh, whatever. Oh. But the jaw, that reminds me the of nails, the eyes, the hand dissolving the puking, in the puke. The puking. Like, as all that the, happens, it's like… Oh. Y'all have heard the nipple uh. hair story that I had, right? I couldn't yes. remember thinking of those hairs on that <laughs> yes. on his back. Yes. <laughs> but I knew a guy who and like had this, this nipple hair, hair that was bothering him it. very bad. Anytime his shirt yeah, would is, touch it and stuff, this is would awful. just be like, God, it just hurts all over so then, you know, legend grows of this hair. <clears throat> and so there's an event made out of him. He's going to cut the hair off. And there's this thing that can happen sometimes to where nerve endings can take that form and kind of grow outside of the body. And so that ended up being a nerve ending. And if you know about the nerves, they're, it's a whole system. They're all connected. So when that happens, the body didn't know what to do. So it did everything. He passed out, puked, peed himself, pooped himself all at once. He just saw a human implode, like just blow up from like a, like a bank bag that got stolen and tried to be opened. <laughs> just crumple to the ground. He just shot blue ink all over everybody who watched him do it.
2: <laughs> Very bad. I hate that I have to know about that.
1: Yeah, there are certain things that I would just prefer to pretend don't exist and that that possibility is one of them. Body whore is real, y'all. Dude, that I think that is day. why it is effective is that yeah there is something intensely intensely personal and psychological about the idea of your body betraying you yeah or being trapped yeah. inside of a body um I think it's why there are it's certain so things- so much like, like Freaky Friday the thing that are so <laughs> yeah dude that's the big, that's the big takeaway is like where is Jamie honestly, Lee Curtis
2: honestly that's <laughs> what's freaky about Friday all Man, Jamie Lee Curtis movies
1: are horror movies I wish I had that song from Freaky Friday memorized a little bit better because I would sing the whole thing right now. Also, do you know who her best friend is in that movie with the in the band with her? Her best friend?
0: It's no, Gabriella
1: right? from Disney Channel's original movie Brink.
2: <laughs> anyway, it's time to rate I was rate. actually pretty I was actually pretty worried that 5 years in we Wasn't were going to go Brink. our first episode without you referencing Brink. But I don't I'm even know you how. It I don't even know how.
1: Back, baby. Don't even Never know, know how. It's time to rate this movie. The Fly, not Brink. And uh, we're going to rate it using
2: science, the same science that
1: betrayed Dr. Grundle. The
2: same science that Eric brink <laughs> uses to calculate how fast he can skate. Dr. Grundle. <laughs> you know that is all I was thinking in my 100%. head the entire Seth time. Grundle. <laughs> What's Seth up? What's up? My
1: name is Dr. Grundle. <laughs> now I sound like a Beetlejuice impersonation. Is it like crush the turtle. We're gonna rate this movie using science, the scientific cinema scale, to be exact, and it is perfect. And as follows, the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it.
2: Buy, buy that poster. poster. The next
1: best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it, and then stream it. And after that is forget it, and last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. For the second straight week in Chunktober, I buy it. I buy this movie. I bought The Descent. I bought The Fly. Both scary in very different ways. Chunktober is becoming a series that I wish would never end, but then this one is different because I'm glad it will someday. But The Fly is a buy. I really did enjoy it and it wasn't just Jeff energy. I tried to be careful with that. Jeff Goldblum's one of my favorite people on earth. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum has a um a gravitational pull to him yeah. that is yeah, dangerous. This movie just had this movie had a lot more going for it than just Jeff Goldblum. I agree. Which surprised me. But it is incredibly difficult to be objective when Jeff is on the line and that is why I am also buying The Fly. It is The Fly for me is a good movie that is somehow both greater than the sum of its parts and also only what it is because of how good those individual parts are. Mm. It's very strange. It transcends just, like, if the movie sucked, I think it would still be like a rent for me because just the technical achievements of the movie are so spectacular to me. And then add on that it's like, Pretty good, well-written, well-acted, charming, and has Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, both of whom I love so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. It's a buy. Easy. It's a tall couple right there, man. It's a tall yeah. couple. What is she, like six foot almost? I think she, she's six
2: feet tall. Is she? Okay. Yeah. Jeff's like six, four, six, five. Hey, he's yeah. a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Glad he got to play piano in this movie, by the way. That's him. Yeah. I want to buy this as well. And because- it was so yucky, and that means they did a really good job making it. Congrats! You made a yucky one, you just made like a yucky. you
1: wanted. You made a yucky, just like and you like it. <laughs> and everybody likes that fly. That was pretty that was good. A really good. What a burger! Yeah, that was very good. Is it you, man? Do you do that? Do you do that? I mean, I really can't tell you. <laughs> what if there are, what if there's a movie just called The Guy huh. where a fly scientist a scientist <laughs> got into a, a teleporter slowly becomes Jeff Goblin. Uh-huh. Mm, I like that it's just like it's just like Man. <laughs> oh, talk about a monster factory over here, man. We're just creating things that I never thought could exist. What? <laughs> uh, next week, the hosts. Join us on Discord. Join us on Patreon. I really don't know what it's about. I don't either. I, I think it's like a water don't. monster. I think it's like a water monster Loch Ness type situation. Love Fine. it. Fine. Which I'm down. There are not enough Nessie movies just by the way. Like- It's doable now. What are we waiting for? Let's make it happen. What are we doing? terrifying terrifying place. The best movie about the Loch Ness Monster is an animated Scooby-Doo movie from like 2007. (laughs) It's pretty decent,
2: actually. Pretty good movie. So. How about you watch that one and we'll watch the host. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our
1: name and what creature or object we would willingly cross ourselves with in the teleporter for two chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan wonders. And the answer for me is a key lime LaCroix. Hmm. The metal from the can would give me rigid, impenetrable skin. The bubbles would give me an effervescent quality. The likes of which no one had ever seen.
2: Hmm.
1: I'd be socially and physically unstoppable. Repulsive. Oh, unstoppable is what I was going to say. Um, And I think in due time We would all come to see that uh,
2: I was right I should be a LaCroix mm. uh, I don't want to combine with anything That's too bad I'm Doge uh, Are you God not g- going to the haunted house guy? Yeah, I'm a not going to the haunted house guy I'm not going to the haunted house. guy. My grandmother Everyone would else say— else is doing it when you're getting paid to do it? Yeah, I'm not doing that. Wow. My grandmother would say, don't back yourself up to the butt-kicking machine. You know exactly what's going to happen I once you that. get that thing back there. So don't do it. Don't back up I'm to the butt machine. I'm Dog, probably. Those guys are really chill. They just hang out. Yeah. Everybody likes them. you how you, you mean, this werewolf, basically. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: I'm Carter, and uh, on this fifth birthday of Two Chunks and a hunk. A five I can't help but think of the massive influence of the Fast and Furious franchise. And I've always wanted to be a part of that. So I would love to be teleported with
2: a turtle. Then you drive your Dodge Charger. <laughs>